Oh yeah, this is Pastors of the Roundtable, special Christmas season editions again. We're listening to Whitney Houston. Yep. Um, Joy to the World. It's a good song. Good song. Yeah, Isaac Watts. I wonder if Isaac Watts would appreciate this, because he wrote that song. Yeah, I don't know. Did he like choirs? Is that what we sang this song? Yeah, we did sing it this past Sunday. You're right. We didn't sing it like this, though. No, we, we, no. we can't sing it like this. Who was up there singing? Honestly, Whitney Houston probably one of the best singers ever. Yeah. I've heard people she say that before. She's got a voice. That was her name. Not, not anymore. Her name was The Voice, right? I don't know. I'm pretty sure that was her, her nickname. Oh, maybe? Have you ever watched the National Anthem when yes. she did it at the Super Bowl? Yeah. Really good. Very good. Mm-hmm. Very good. Yeah. She's a good Doesn't singer. everybody do it good? No. No. <laughs> no. Like they get like a, yeah, they get some guitarist from Aerosmith to come out and do it sometimes. Like, no, it's not that great. Yeah. Yeah. So we are continuing our study through the uh, state of theology. Oh, good reminder. I was moving the wrong volume. Yeah, you were moving the mouse. I was moving volume. us down. I was, <laughs> couldn't have hurt any of us, no. which maybe would be a Christmas miracle. Yeah. So, no, we're going to continue our. Um, walk through the state of theology survey here um it's so so hard to keep going whenever the beautiful music <laughs> With the is in music. the background yeah yeah so we're going to uh this week we're going to ask the question is the bible literally true is the bible uh literally true so um they here's the statement that was given to respondents Agree or disagree, the Bible, like all sacred writings, contains helpful accounts of ancient myths, but is not literally true. So, uh, according to this, U.S. evangelicals, again, we've talked often about that word, um, uh, 26%, it says, agree with this statement that the Bible contains helpful accounts of ancient myths, but is not literally true. Now, of course, this is a problem for us because we don't believe the Bible contains ancient um, myths in the sense that, um, of course, there might be um, accounts of pagan gods and what they, you know, what, anyway, we're, we don't, what we're, our point is, is it, the Bible is literally true in the historical facts it records and the scientific facts it records. Um, it is true. It is not false. Um in down to the very words itself, not simply the big ideas are inspired, but the very words itself um, are literally true, inspired, infallible, inerrant. So, um, but so the fact that according to this, again, one quarter of U.S. evangelicals say that at least at some level, the Bible is not literally true um, would be a problem because part and parcel, at least some of the past, depending on who you talk to about what is the definition of an evangelical, one of the big 
components. Uh, maybe this is even more so for religious historians. Um, is that an evangelical is somebody who believes the Bible is inspired. Um, but maybe there's other people that define that word differently. Right. Um, and that's, again, where we're, we're back to ground zero again with what is an evangelical. Um, so why is this a problem, guys, um, that according to this, 26% of people say the Bible is not literally true but contains helpful accounts of ancient myths? Why would that be a problem? Go ahead, Scott. Well, I mean, it's a problem because eventually if if the Bible isn't an account of truth that you can trust, what makes it authoritative over any other thing right. that you would use to go to to learn uh, about the Lord? Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, why would you trust it? Why would you use it? Um, I mean, you would you begin drifting away from it. Yeah, and if it's not all true, then how do you know which parts are true? You know, with a book like this written so long ago, um, it wouldn't be, I would say, more like a book today where you say, um, here's a book for your car on how to fix your car. Now, it's not the same year as your car, so not all of it's going to be perfectly accurate. But I could take that book and look at my car and probably figure out, well, this will still be helpful for me mm-hmm. in my car, mm-hmm. right? I could do that. But with the Bible, I don't see how you would be able to pick and choose which mm-hmm. parts are going to be true and which parts aren't because as we know, it all goes together, mm-hmm. right? There's prophecies. There's all these things that 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 put it all together. A book that has, I think it was the last podcast we did, Spencer, you said something like if you take a little part out of it, it all starts to crumble yeah. and fall apart. And so you can't just pick and choose. Or, But that sadly, that's what a lot of people do, right? Mm-hmm. They'll say, I just want the ones that Jesus said, that's recorded he mm-hmm. said or something. But then they'd even pick and choose from that, right. from that quite often. Or take the parables and like, oh, I really like this parable. I could use this as an example of this. Mm-hmm. Um, but not look for like the truth of the parable, what sure. it was pointing to, just something um, moral. I guess people could do that to pick and choose from it. But from the terms of like truth, like an absolute truth, I don't see how you could pick and choose which part is truth and which part isn't and have a good argument for, for that. Yeah. Yeah. I think again, we talked about last time, the reason, the the necessity for a divine son of God is because of, uh, it, it, it because of our sin, right? And so the the message has to change, right? Similarly, here, if the principal th- message of Christianity is gospel, literally good news, an announcement of something that has happened, then that message, in order for our message to be gospel, it has to be a true. So, for instance, if the message of Christianity is um principles to help you live a better life now well you really don't need a true bible you just need something that you can filter through and find things that are helpful for you um but if you're going to put as we've said before put all your chips on what a man in galilee and judea did two thousand years ago dying on a cross at a certain time in a certain place rising from a grave if you're going to put all of your chips for this life and the next and your fate in what he did, then it has to be true. And so uh, the the fact that the Bible is infallible takes on a heightened meaning 
because of what we think the Bible itself is telling us is its own message. But if you adjust the message, you don't really need an infallible Bible so much anymore because we can all pick and choose things that are helpful to us. Um, I can go search the, the writings of um, any number of philosophers or, or self-help guys today and find helpful things that, are, that can be true to some extent that are helpful for me mm-hmm. and can help me raise my children better, love my wife better, enjoy my job better, do be more productive at work, um, be healthier. But none of those things, you know, you know what I mean? Like and this is what, I mean, this is what the ancient philosophers did, right? They yeah. talked about life and, but where did they get their truth from? Well, it was just from them. And they yeah. even asked the question, you know, what is truth? I know they sure. went into some deep stuff, but, but then you had the people who would follow, Plato and Socrates and these Aristotle, these different, these different men and their truth and where they came from. Right. Mm -hmm. And still today people will, will debate that, but their source of truth comes from them, from their, from their mind, from, from man trying to figure stuff out. There's no, there's nothing beyond that. There's no, there's no standard out there beyond just what they think. And so you have these different veins of philosophy you know you have you have stoicism and you have all these different things which if you were to go and read those things i think a lot of that stuff you might be noticing your head nodding up and down going yeah I, that makes sense yeah right, right. and, and we, we wouldn't say it's necessarily wrong mm. but there's nothing cementing it as this is actually the truth for life and that's the claim that the bible makes right which is a big deal yeah mm-hmm. I mean, I'd like to give the people that took this survey the, maybe the benefit of the doubt of just, like when it's talking about helpful accounts of ancient myths. I mean, I could see people thinking about this question in terms of like the 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 Genesis creation account and thinking about like a literal seven-day creation of, yes, the Bible says this, but it didn't literally mean seven days or something like that, or it didn't mean that literally the entire globe was flooded. Um, so, I mean, like, what's what's the issue with somebody thinking, yeah, it has an account, but, like, when it says seven days, it doesn't mean, or six days, doesn't mean literally six days, or it doesn't mean literally the whole globe. Mm-hmm. Like, what's the problem with that? Yeah, that's if a good example because, uh, like, when asked, how often should I forgive? <clears throat> 70 times seven, mm-hmm. right? Okay, so 490. So I'm going to count every time I've had to forgive my wife. Or she, you're out. You're out of You're out of it. I mean, according to the Bible, it literally says I only have to do this 490 times, and you've hit your max, right? But we would argue and say, no, it doesn't literally mean 490. That was an expression used mm-hmm. to talk about oh, keep going, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Big number. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a good question that you're that you're asking there. And Biblical, that's where biblical interpretation becomes very important. Genres that you're encountering as you're reading poetry, prophecy, right? Narrative, all this different stuff needs to be taken into account. How did they write narrative, right? In the original languages, did phrases mean something, right? You have to study that stuff. And like, uh, I'm trying to think of an example, like a modern day example. I remember once I was called by a youth when I was still getting to do youth, uh, salty. You were called salty? Yeah. I think that's what they said. I had no idea what that meant. I'm like, oh, I haven't Sounds been like sweating. Sounds like a modern day youth term. I'm like, I haven't <laughs> been sweating. You know, maybe I'm a little salty. <laughs> How do they know bit. that? You know? But it meant like uh, bitter or uh, 
angry, like, oh, you're being a little mean. edgy. Yeah, you're being mean about this, man. You're, you're a little salty today or something. And I was like, I've never heard that in my life. And they're like, yeah, everybody says it all the time, right? I feel like that all the time. <laughs> but it's but it's an example. <laughs> I have salty. no idea what you're saying. Not salty, <laughs> but it's like, I have no idea what you're saying right now. <laughs> but that's just an example, right, of language. And you have to understand it, and you have to know how it how it's being used and what's being said. And so that's where the the studying takes a lot of effort. And we have good translations of the Bible, but that's not the original language. And so people have done a good job. We have really good translations, but it's still worth looking at. Well, what does the original say? You know, what is it getting at? What are some alternatives that maybe this could be meaning or could be saying? Because I, I mean, I run across that quite a bit in commentaries because I'm not a language guy, but I'll come across and it'll say, this definitely could mean this, or it definitely could mean this. And sometimes they say, if it said either one, it doesn't change the meaning of this passage, so it's not that important. But at other times, it is a little more important. And so then they base it off of other things. They'll say, well, this phrase is also used over here, and it's used over here. And in these senses, it's always referencing this. And that's why here we're saying it must be referencing this. Same thing, right? So they just go back and forth. Um, so language and all that's really important, I think, in that stuff that you're talking about. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't advocating for any specific thing, but I just like think that maybe that's how some people are trying to answer this question of, Within the literary genre, like there's tons of things that we would say in Revelation. It makes descriptions Mm -hmm. of things. Like we read one, you know, uh, this past Sunday about Jesus, you know, and uh, he's probably not going to have a literal sword coming out of his mouth. No, but he's going to have the keys of death and Hades attached to his belt. Yeah, uh, with a carabiner. You know, he's coming out of a carabiner with a little, little, you know, pull thing. A little stretchy thing so no one can steal it. And so I would just, I don't, I mean, I don't know if that's how people are answering this question. Yeah. Trying to take into account like the literary genre or I think a lot of times Christians are concerned about people that they know and uh, evangelistic and apologetic conversations of uh, pressure that they feel from the world to. Uh, to fit, to make the Bible fit what the quote-unquote scientific data mm-hmm. and record that we have says about things like the age of the earth or the probability that the whole globe actually was flooded or something like right. that. They feel pressure to do that, and maybe that's why they say that it's not literally true in sure. what it says. I just uh, want to see what I'm you a little. I mean, I think that question's kind of hard again. I'm, again. I'm not a poll. These people are much smarter than me, so they must know what they're doing. But a question that has a bunch of commas and the word but in it at times, I just think can be kind of confusing when what we want to know is, do you think the Bible is true? Literally true. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they had to throw in there the Bible, like all sacred writings that well, have ancient myths. And all of a sudden, I'm like, wait a second. I don't think it has ancient myths. I'm kind of confused already of what's going on. Uh, but it's not literally true. I don't know. It's just a, a weird way to say it. I think they're trying to get at because there's a lot of people that would say, yeah, the Bible's true. Insofar as it's true. You know, but, like, there would be, like there's... couldn't you have asked, like, do you believe the Bible's inerrant? I guess, <laughs> I guess them, there would be people like, what's that word mean? I guess. You know what I mean? And I guess that I don't know how you... Have one of the answers be <clears throat> N-A. <laughs> <laughs> or, I mean, for me, also, one of the things would be is, like, the phrase, like all sacred writings. Yeah. I didn't I notice mean, that phrase until... Because it's like... The Bible isn't like all other <laughs> sacred writings, yeah. and but yeah. that's the problem. Is if, yeah. like you said, is if you don't, if you really do believe that, then you're putting the Bible on par with other writings like the Quran or uh, or other. I don't know uh, the other Mormon names. Book. Yeah, the Book of Mormon. Mormon. Yeah, yeah, the Pearl of Great Price. Yeah. yeah. Um, What's the Buddhist? 
Well, I don't, don't know. Don't they have something? Probably. I thought they did. But yeah, no, I mean, yeah, you're right. Yeah. It's like, it's almost like if someone sent me this and wanted me to answer it, I don't know if I'd be able to answer this question because I don't agree with the premise right. of the question. Right? Sure. I don't think it is like all other sacred writings. Right, right. Well, I think, yeah. Well, you, to which you would say you disagree. Yeah, which you would, would disagree be the with the statement. You want. Yeah. yeah. You would disagree that yeah, the Bible. Yeah. Like all sacred writings contains. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you're, 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 you would disagree with that statement. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I definitely would disagree with something. I just, I just think it could have been asked a little better. I don't know. A little less confusing. Hmm. Yeah, know, but, perhaps so. But anyways. I do think, though, both those things could be tied in, though, to where some of these things are um, intentional um, error, theological errors or heresies. And others, are, I think we just have people that might be uh, confused Cut and, and I'm not saying that's all their fault. That's the fault of a lot of churches, too, that are just not um, training in the past. The, the word that was used for, for training people in the faith was catechesis, catechizing them. In, in other words, grounding them in the basics of the Christian faith. Um, that's what that word used to mean and still means, but, um, but well, we, 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 in- we don't do that today very well. I don't think. I think, and if you, and also in all defense, if you go to most Christian bookstores, you're not going to find many good books on grounding people in the Christian faith. You're going to find a lot of, a lot of uh, self-help books that are spiritual in nature. Um, You're not going to find a lot of things that are going to talk about is the Bible inerrant. You know, I mean, I know where some good bookstores are that you could get books like that, but you're probably not going to get meat and potatoes Christianity you're going to get um, uh, a lot of... Your a, next devotional. Your next devotional or um, a lot of other uh, spurious, uh, questionable uh, teaching material on your spiritual life and how you can enhance it this way or that way. And so people also are just not being trained to answer questions or to even think in categories like this because in some ways, some churches have only taught people Christianity is just to help you get through the the next week. And the Christianity does help you get through the week, but it helps you also do a lot of other things, you know, it, it, the best that's not the basic point of of the Christian faith. And so I guess I'm just saying some people might just be confused just because they've never been taught. They're not they're not they've not been made aware of some of these categories even. Um, and I I I think that's probably the truth in certain churches that would even call themselves evangelical. Mm. Yeah, I think, I mean, I just think part of this struggle that people have with the believing the Bible is the way that we're taught to think today, the way we're taught to analyze and prove things. You know, you have the scientific method, which is a big push. And it wasn't too long ago that science and religion went together. They weren't against each other, but now it's very much so against each other, it seems. Um, But, you know, the scientific method teaches you to observe, to form a hypothesis, and then to run tests to try to not it's not supposed to try to prove your hypothesis but to see if your hypothesis mm-hmm. is true and definitively be able to say yes this is true or no this is not true and with science the scientific community you know they're it's always changing it's always moving as they as they learn more uh, well so that's how we think right we think in these concrete ways well some of the stuff in the bible you can't really come up with a hypothesis. You can't really then run tests. Mm-hmm. 
And sadly, that's what some people will say. You know, I've heard, go ahead, take the 30 day challenge of the Bible and watch it change your life. Mm -hmm. I dare you. Like it's like, it's a scientific method and that's not how it works. That's not how it functions. And so we, we can't do that. Now, again, back, I don't know, 200 years ago, 300 years ago, people thought different. Mm -hmm. It wasn't, it wasn't the scientific method. It, It wasn't that way. There was a belief that, you know, there is a, a higher power, a higher authority, a different standard. Um, and so I just think part of the enlightenment, part of the times that we live in caused people to be very skeptical of things that they can't see, taste, touch, right? Uh, use their senses with. And I'm not saying the Bible doesn't speak of those things. There is that, those senses in that. Um, because we do see some people, I think, going too far with the senses with Scripture, right? Uh, the Holy Spirit's not really here unless you're really feeling tingly right. this morning. And it's like, no, are we reading the Word of God? You know, has, right. And the Holy Spirit's here. Uh, and so, I don't know, it's just a different way to think that causes a lot more people, I think, to be a little skeptical to say, well, not all of the Bible's been proven. We've never found no, we've never found the ark. Hmm. You know, where is it? Shouldn't it be somewhere? Uh, what about in the uh, carbon dating and all this? You know, we have all these sure. different things that are causing people to be more and more skeptical and uh, saying, well, maybe, you know, the Bible is pretty true, but scientifically speaking, they just didn't know as much then. And so they weren't, you know, there yet. Yeah. Like, and that's, that's yeah. the expression of what I was talking right. about earlier of, mm-hmm. well, here's what the Bible says, but that's not literally what was happening. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think, I mean, at the end of the day, the test for all of that is okay. Like we haven't found the ark. Did Jesus die, was dead for three days, and did he rise from the dead? Sure. Did that happen? Because our faith, our whole faith is built on whether that literally happened mm-hmm. or not. Mm-hmm. Right. Right? And so that, that that's a helpful test because yeah. if you're—I think that's where the slippery slope is of mm-hmm. if you have to start explaining all these things away, yeah. all the miraculous things away in Scripture, you eventually get to the resurrection of Jesus— Right. How are you going to explain that away? Mm-hmm. Well, scientifically, it didn't happen. Right. You know, he yeah, either yeah. didn't die yeah, or he didn't rise from the dead. Mm-hmm. One of those two things right. is scientifically what must have happened. And, and we don't believe either of those. Well, and one of the things that happened in the move uh, after the Enlightenment and, and maybe through a guy named Schleiermarker. Um, Say what? Say Schleiermacher. 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 Friedrich Schleiermacher. Did he make sausages? <laughs> no, but he's actually probably one of the most influential religious people that no that people haven't heard of. Mm-hmm. Upon them, upon even their own faith, because he began to say faith in Christianity is primarily about this subjective inner feeling of dependence upon God. So what happens then slowly is religion is not about what happened outside of me in time and space, but it's about how it makes me feel. So it doesn't matter what what happens then, right? Is people would begin to say, well, it doesn't really matter if Jesus died and rose in history. The question is, is he alive in your heart? Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's that move sounds to some people, they hear that. And, and a lot of well-intentioned people hear that and they think that means, that, that, that means really, that's really good because it's, it's about sincere religious feeling. But the problem is, is it doesn't matter what it feels like in my heart. If he didn't really actually die and rise again, then as Paul says, our faith is in vain. Yeah, I was going to say, Paul disagrees with Schleiermacher. Schleiermacher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever that guy is. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, Paul, I love this. This is a good. This is a good verse from Second Peter, uh, chapter one. Peter says this. Um, and by the way, you know, Peter is here probably at the end of his life, and he's writing this. He says, "We did not follow cleverly devised myths." when we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. And then he goes on to talk about the Mount of Transfiguration um, when he heard the voice that was born to him by the majestic glory. This is my beloved son. And so Peter is emphatically saying, we did not follow myths, fables, uh, things that are fake that maybe you teach some kind of spiritual truth. These things literally happened. And I was there when the father ripped heaven open and said, this is my son with whom I'm well pleased. Listen to him. And so uh, the eyewitness testimonies are all there saying this really happened. And um, that is what faith is. And that's when we read the Bible. That's why it is so important um, that we, that our faith in Christ is really inseparable in the, from the medium by which that comes, which is the word of God to bring that truth to us um, so that we rest upon the promises and the, and the truth of, of Christ for us in our salvation. So uh, believing the Bible is true is so important and it's going to shape not only your individual faith, the, the faith of also of the church, but also it's going to shape how the church worships. Because if this stuff really is true and this is the voice of God speaking to us, well, then our worship service is going to be full of Scripture. Um, and it's going to be centered upon Scripture because this stuff is really true. But if it's not, then you know I can bring in any other number of things that are going to be just as helpful uh, for you. And we, we can read out of the Quran and it's going to be just as good um, for us and edifying for us. But if this is where God speaks then our, our faith, our life, our worship needs to be centered and rooted and built upon Scripture, the Word of God written. Uh, yeah, if the Bible is true, then we have a standard. Yeah. And it's a standard, according to the Bible, it would be a standard for all mankind. Nobody, nobody can get away from this standard. So mm-hmm. it doesn't matter where you are financially, uh, racially, geographically, any of that. It doesn't matter. This is where you stand before God and the Bible is very clear about that. And so you can then honestly teach it and tell it to people to say, this is where you stand before God. And they can come back and say, well, how do you know? Because this is what the Bible says of all mankind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what about this about me and me? Don't matter. This is the, this is the standard. This is what it is. And you are a sinner. Right. And you have rebelled against God, but I don't even know who God is. Yeah. But you still, you've rebelled against right. him. The Bible tells us. Right. Okay. Well, then what's the next question? So then what do I do? Well, it's, you don't really do anything. Right. The Bible actually tells us that God has done something for you, right, through his mm-hmm. son. This is the standard. He met the standard, and he's mm-hmm. He's willing to put that on you. Mm-hmm. All, everything that he's achieved, everything that he accomplished can be given to you uh, by grace through faith, if you would just trust, right? So this is the same message for all people in all locations and all locales. Mm-hmm. And it's this perfect standard to which can then be taught the right. same everywhere, right. right? I don't have to come up with some clever way to say it, something craft. Now, I might have to learn another language to be able to tell it to someone in their language, mm-hmm. right? Something like that. But I don't have to change the story. Uh, it's not about my charisma. It's this is the standard, and the standard never moves. It never changes. It's always the same. And that that is necessary in order to have truth is the standard cannot 
move. Life cannot function without truth. We're trying to act nowadays as if there is no truth and truth can move and be determined. You, Our society is realizing this even though we don't admit it. You can see it. We realize this. That doesn't work. It, sure. just, it just doesn't work to do it that way. You have to have truth. Just like if I, we've talked about this before. If we want to build a building and us three are going to build this building together, but you have a different standard by which you measure stuff. I have a different standard and Scott has a different standard. It's going to be one ugly looking building and it's probably going to fall down. It's not, it's not going to work. But it would be diverse. It would be diverse. It'd be interesting to look at. <laughs> probably. Your portion would probably be a lot smaller than me and Scott's if we're being honest. Probably. Yeah. 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 No, I'm, I'm not a good builder. You'd quit after I'd a while? i quit. I'd go yours, eat a sandwich. Yours be made of Legos? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. But the Bible gives us that, that standard and that guarantee, right? Mm-hmm. This, is, this is who you are. This is who God is. He sent his son to die for you. He's lived this perfect life, died, buried, but he rose again. And now he sits on, he sits at the right hand of the father interceding on your behalf, right? And pouring out his grace in your life. And so do you have faith in this? Do you believe in this? Are you, do you seek forgiveness of your sins? That's, that's the question. It's not, well, how well are you living of which the Buddhist manuscripts would talk about, right? Or these other, these other sacred writings as this as this would say mm-hmm. it all depends on us and those other sacred writings it all depends on what we do and the standards seem to be iffy mm-hmm. depending on who you are or where you are we don't have that in this book and so right. that's why you can't i guess i'm not trying to prove the tr- the trustworthiness of the bible what i'm trying to prove is you can't say some of it's true and some of it's not sure because then you it, it ultimately just, the final arbiter of that is you. Yeah, because then the standards you're gone. The, you're the standard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're the yeah. standard deciding what the stand what mm-hmm. the substandards all mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's yeah, yeah, which is comforting though for me as a as a teacher of this book is I don't have to be creative. I don't have to come up with something. I simply throughout the week need to read the passage that we're at that day study it, know it, and then tell everybody, here, re- read this, and this is what it's saying. Now let's go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you it, know? Puts, it puts helpful guides on if it's literally true and I don't get to pick what is and what isn't true, then I need to know what it actually says and what it actually means. And so it's not it's not even just read it and then leave it. It's that's like whoa. That, oh, what do you know? Read it and leave it. <laughs> hey, that's going to be that's a catchphrase <laughs> somewhere somehow. <laughs> but it's we actually have to explain it. Yeah. But we have to explain it in a way that is the way it was written, as the original author wanted it to be understood right, by people, right. Uh, right. because if it's literally true for us now, it's it was literally true then. Yeah. And so it gives you constraints as well. Sure. Um, to do that with. That's good. That's good. Okay, well, now, now do you have the uh, literal Christmas music for us? Do you want the same song, or do you want a different song? Mm, let's do, let's that. do a different song. Let's do that Paul McCartney song. <clears throat> no, <laughs> no. Or the... Uh... I will say, as he's getting that, an interesting thing, I don't know if we said this or not, is that this question has been answered differently in different years. Like in yeah. this chart here, in 2016, it 17% agreed with it. 
In 2018, 23% agreed with it. But then in 2020, 15 agreed with yeah, it. So, so less, it's gone up and down. Yeah, it's kind of gone up and down. And it's like they haven't well, made up their minds. 2020 was a very holy year because last <laughs> podcast, too, they were... <laughs> <They're> <laughs> that's like, when the podcast started. But look yeah. where it's gotten worse. Well, it's not... Gone, yeah. I don't know what the podcast... I don't know what the what COVID did to people's, but it inc- that is the one control that has stayed the same is the statements have, uh, I'm assuming, right, have stayed the same that they've been asking people. Yeah. So that guess. is one control that has... Yeah, I would guess. Yeah. I just think it's interesting that it's fluctuated. Yeah. Like that. It highlights some confusion, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Now, do we have our song ready? Our music? I don't know if it's playing or not, because I can't hear it. Oh. It doesn't show me that it's playing. Mm. It doesn't show on there that it's playing, does it? No it's sound it's coming muted. through? Well, no, it should still show. Even in the muted form, shouldn't it? Yeah, probably just, so. Just just take a risk and turn it up. Put turn it up, see what happens. Nothing. Well, do you have it muted? No. No. Nothing. Hold on. Keep talking then. We gotta end so, with some um, music. We have to end with music. What kind of paper did you make? <laughs> <laughs> this is this is a Dunder sta- standard Dunder, <laughs> Dunder mi- yeah, made by Saber. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, no, we might have just revealed too much about uh, ourselves. Scott bought a that. Dundee award. I saw. You can't tell. Sorry, yeah, the people that would be associated <laughs> with this not going <laughs> to listen to this podcast. They don't listen to this. <laughs> but yeah, he's got a Dundee. Did you know that? It's not a Dundee. That's a, what they are. It's a Dundee. A Dundee. Dundee. Sorry. Not Dundee. Oh, come on. Sorry. Yeah. Not, not the city. Not the fan you thought you not were. Not the town. <laughs> what are we going to get? The 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 MMBC. I don't know what we would call You're not going to get anything because you're bouncing out. It's going to be the Monroe. I'm bouncing out. Well, You're leaving our party. I would be a part of it, but, but what? I made a mistake on scheduling. I'll be there for the food. Uh, <laughs> Where is it at? Hold on, I'm gonna get it. You guys gotta jingle give me a bells, second. Jingle bells, jingle <laughs> Scott's no. gonna sing. <laughs> no. If you guys want this Batman to go better, smells. you can donate to a new phone. <laughs> donate to the new phone on uh, GoFundMe. Because <laughs> that's what's going on here is a a phone that doesn't want to function. It says it's playing, Spencer. It's not. I'm sorry. Do I just have to play the regular music? Oh, you know what? Let me do this. One one last shot. One last shot at it. Okay. Is your volume up on your phone? I want to know who's still listening at this point. Nobody. Probably a lot. <laughs> What's he going to pick? Oh, hang on. What? Did you see something? I thought I heard something. Really? Maybe it was just a cat. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. I forgot I would. There it is. Is this Michael Bublé? That's oh, yeah. acceptable. Michael Bublé is good. He is. I like him. You're an interesting guy, Tim. Why don't you like Michael Bublé? You really don't oh, like him? The weather outside is How can you not like his voice? He's a modern-day so Sinatra. I like Sinatra, too. I like all them. I like Crosby. I like all those guys. Yeah. Let it snow, let it snow, What's wrong with this? Let it snow. This is very peaceful. You probably like a guy named Andy Peterson, don't you? I do like AP. What's wrong with this? Nothing. Nothing. Something. Nothing's wrong. This is why we play Grinch last time. <laughs> People see it more and more. Grinch doesn't have his own song, does he? I like the Grinch. No, I, we should. Next time we do this, you should play Merle Haggard if we make it through December. That's not a Christmas song. It's kind of about it, yeah. 
That's the way we all They were playing it at Cracker Barrel. Cracker Barrel sounds good. Yeah. Now this is... So, so next podcast. Next, well, the next one has to be our Christmas one. Yeah, I think. Do you want to do the veggie food? Are we gonna do? <laughs> do some? I want to? No. You want to cook the veggie food? A veggie Christmas? Or yeah, the next one has to be our Christmas one, and it's the day before Festivus. Now that would be a thing. Get the pole out. Well, I'm sure we could find. We got some metal hangers and a pole around here somewhere. Oh, we got metal we poles. We can deck in the it out. And the, the first I've heard of hangers. Aluminum. He just Alum- made that up. Aluminum. But we could get it. I think one of the things that would make it really cool is if you fought Jay as Jay Anderson. Because they're both martial arts people. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and well, then, I'm just going to say, like, again, we have to have that. That can be like the lead thing. But we got to have something leading up to it. Yeah. That, that's that's the, the way you end. end. That's when Festivus is over, whenever you pin the yeah, person you to the floor. Them. No, I'm talking about like in, in actual fights. Like you can have like your main event, but there's got to be stuff oh. to get the crowd warmed up. Oh. We need the Ogre of Otisville. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm booked. <laughs> I'm booked. He's booked for the holiday. So, I am booked. So. I mean, All he's right. got, Jay at this point has sponsors. I don't have sponsors. Yeah, Chick-fil-A. He's got Chick-fil-A as a sponsor. He's the Pope of Chick-fil-A in Monroe. All right. Thanks for listening. Merry Christmas. Oh, yeah.